Hello everyone, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 21 of the Staying Afloat Teaching Podcast. Today, episode 21, it's 2021. My name is Carmen, and I'm up to my ears in grading because it's almost the end of the second marking period, which is crazy because that means, I don't know if you knew this, there's four marking periods total. I'm at the halfway point, or I'm about to be at the halfway point. There's one more week and I'm at the halfway point, which is crazy. It's wild. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode because, like I said, <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. Uh, and there's not, not too, too much that I think I, I really wanted to update on on this episode um, other than to reflect on the fact that, like, I'm actually halfway done and how do I feel about that. So just to get, like, right into that topic, uh, really good, but, like, not good in the sense, like, like, like there's, there's two ways I think you could see this. You could get to the halfway point of your first year and you could be, like, I'm only done half of the year, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, what? I feel like I've been teaching this forever. This is horrible, you know, and that would be one way and that would be obviously the bad way. Thankfully, I don't see it like that at all. The way I see this is I'm like, it's the halfway point and if anything, I'm like, I wish I had more time because there's so much content I want to get through and I feel like I only have, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm worried I don't have enough time, but also that's just like the teaching an AP class, this is not really the halfway point. Luckily, I'm more than halfway done that curriculum. I'm, there's four, there's seven units. I've done four. At least I will have done four by in tomorrow, actually. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's different because I'm f- more than past the halfway point of that course. But in terms of the school year, I'm reaching the halfway point. I'm like, wow, like I, I, I could go on for longer. I mean, I'm going to love summer break, but uh, I don't feel at all. I, I feel zero burnout at all. I feel none at all. And if anything, I feel the opposite of burnout where I almost wish I could go on for longer. Part of this could be because this is a really weird school year. And one thing that I kind of like, I, I joke about with my colleagues every once in a while, because I, I forget about this, even though it's like obvious, I, I still have no idea what the normal schedule is at my school. Because with this weird coronavirus year, we're in like a totally different hybrid learning schedule. And next year, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we're not in the same schedule. We're in a regular, the, the regular schedule for this school. It'll be another new schedule for me. I'll have to learn that. It'll be like a totally new experience. And, you know, it'll be a longer school day, longer classes, which I think is a good and a bad thing. And mostly a good thing. I think, you know, the more time, the better, I think, especially with AP courses and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you can just get more done. And if you plan for it, it's a strictly good thing. Uh, but it's just going to be weird next year. I'm going to be in this totally different schedule. But I'm assuming that I'm, the feeling hopefully is not going to change. Uh, it'll still go by. You know, it, it, it's weird. I don't think it's gone by. I don't know. It's being. A, it's weird. I, I think just being in, in your first job is weird, um, especially in like academia is like a, a, a interesting kind of job because you have like the whole summer months off so I, there is like basically a start and an end to your job which is kind of weird and so like you're always kind of like going to compare where you are right now relative to those two points right because it's not like you just work throughout the whole year and then they, uh, you just there is no big break or anything like that um but i i feel like in some aspects i feel like i've been doing this for so long because i'm in a groove and, you know, the groove is good. I'm not, like, super stressed. I know what I have to do each weekend, and I, I just do it. I know what I have to do each week. I know what I want to get done each day. I know the kind of things I have to grade. You know, when's good grading time? When's good? To, you know, I'm, I'm in a good groove. Uh, and it's good because I'm at the halfway point. I would hope I'm in a freaking groove by now. Uh, it, it's definitely good that I'm, I'm in one. Uh, but at the same time, even though I feel so comfortable, I feel like it kind of has gone pretty quickly. Because I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, 
it's hard to explain because I feel like September was like just yesterday because I can't remember all of the stuff that I did between now and September, you know? Like, I feel like, I don't, I don't know, I feel like it just happened, but it's so far in the past that I have no idea what it was even like to be in my first couple of weeks because I'm just so used to the routine that I'm in right now. But I'm also, it, it's, it's a product of the fact that I'm like working really hard and I don't have a lot of space in my mind to focus on anything other than the six inches in front of me. Like I can only focus on, okay, this is the stuff I gotta get done today. This is stuff I gotta get prepped for tomorrow. This is what we're doing. And then Friday, Thursday, come around and be like, all right, what am I doing next week? And the weekend I have to plan, all right, this is what I'm gonna do each weekend day to prep for the next week. This is when I gotta have this stuff. You know, it's there's so much going on in my head. I just literally have no time to think about the past and super far into the future, uh, which is a good, again, it's a good and a bad thing. Uh, once mistakes are made, I just focus on getting through them and I don't dwell on them too much. But then, you know, the really good stuff that happened, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> if I don't record it in something like a podcast, uh, I would have no way to recollect it. So thank goodness I have this list of every episode of what I talked about. So I can, you know, if I needed to, I can, you know, I think it'll be interesting at the end of the year to go through and look at all the episodes I put out and be like, do I remember all the stuff that happened each week? You know, can I get like a chronological order of what happened? versus my memory versus what's going on here uh, in the, this Google Doc that I update each week. So I don't know, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see if I can piece together like the, the puzzle in reverse. Um, so yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I'm super happy to be at the halfway point because it's, I don't know, it, it's gonna feel really great when I'm done the first year. It's gonna feel like so overwhelmingly, like I'm gonna be just so overjoyed, not because I'm done, but because I'll have like a sense of accomplishment. You know, I'm not going to be happy that I, I mean, I mean all right, wait, I'm, I'm going to be extremely happy. I'll be on break. But most of my joy will come from the fact that like you just, one, you finished teaching your first year, but secondarily, and maybe more importantly, you did it in what some, you know, especially people outside perspectives might consider to be like worst case scenario circumstances. We're in a pandemic teaching in person, you know, for me, again, that doesn't even cross my mind. I, I don't I don't think about that at all, to be honest. I, like, I'm just so used to the hybrid learning routine. I'm so used to the fact that there is a pandemic. I know what I need to do. I just do it. Uh, and again, like when there's all these like negative pressures where you're like, oh, you're in a pandemic, you know, things aren't going to be normal. This is put some slack. You know, I, I just I, I'm just I'm just I'm just doing my job. You know, it, it doesn't cross my head. I don't have any of those negative thoughts at all which is a good thing, I think. Um, I don't know what other people think about, you know. Uh, I, well, I do know from the coworkers I've talked to that some people are in, you know, my kind of routine where they're just like, I'm just doing my job, and at this point, a day is a day. I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, but other people are definitely, they focus a lot on the pandemic. And I think it just depends on, you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to go about it as long as you're being safe and you're getting your, you know, your learning is happening to a reasonable degree, at least, you know, I just think that you just got to do, you know, make the best out of the situation that you can. But that point is, I think, been, you know, done to death. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. The point is crazy to think that I'm at the halfway point. And I'm really happy that I'm, I'm there in a positive spirit. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm just going ahead. I'm going forward in the way that I would, the way that I've been doing the last, you know, 20 weeks. I'm going to go into week 22 doing the same thing. Uh other than that, there's been a really interesting development. So uh, if you remember, I don't even remember. First, it feels like this happened forever, uh, forever ago. I had those new students come into my ninth grade courses. So one of my coworkers, 
uh, was out for medical leave. Thankfully, she's doing really, really well now relative to how she was before, I should say. Um, but getting to the point where at the beginning of the third marking period, she's ready to kind of come back uh, in uh, not like a full force, I think, teaching position, because basically now what the school is is, is kind of trying to fight with. Uh, or they have to kind of they have to figure out the best way to bring her back, right? Uh, because now her students for her ninth grade physics courses have been split between my my class and my other coworkers' class. Uh, so basically, like it's for me, I don't even see them as her students. I see them as my students now, uh, which is great, you know. And I would be really, really disappointed to lose them from my class. It would it would honestly be pretty sad because you know I see them as my students. I've been with them for so long. I know all their names. I know you know enough about them you know I interact with them on like an almost daily basis now like I would interact with my students you know they're just they're, they're part of my students I don't see any differentiation between the two uh, and I kind of honestly forgot you know it, it's not something I think about like I don't interact with them thinking like oh I, these are like temporary student teacher relationships no I do just like it's a regular relationship it's a regular student teacher relationship I treat them like all of my other students I don't see them any differently uh, and maybe I did when they first came in, but then I think definitely by like at least week three, it was just business as usual, you know, like a student's a student. And, you know, I, I just really enjoyed having them there. At first I was really stressed because I was going to have like 25 people in one class. And, you know, is, is it more grading? Absolutely. But it's worth it because I think they're really great students. I enjoy interacting with them. Uh, and, you know, I, I see them all as individuals that I, I really like having in my class. This is a really long-winded way of saying that if the if my coworker would come back to school and they would basically revert all the schedule changes i would lose all of those students i would really miss them um now here's what's actually happening and then i'll say like why i'm really happy with this decision by the school so uh the teacher's going to return and i'm really excited for her to come back because she's like a mentor to me you know one i basically have two mentors with two physics teachers who are who've been at the school for a long time and are really good at what they do and i you know, basically only had one mentor for the last, you know, couple months. So I'm excited to have another one back and, you know, have someone to bounce ideas off of like I did in the beginning of the school year. But it's going to be even better because instead of separating the students again and basically putting the classes back the way they were, all of their schedules were changed to fit into my class. Uh, why would they do all of that when instead they can just make basically everyone's life easier? The students will stay in my class. I will continue teaching them. Uh, and the teacher who is out, she'll come back in and it'll basically be kind of like a co-teaching situation. Uh, so basically her schedule fits way better in with my coworker who's took the other half of her students. Uh, if it's okay in mine, she can come into a couple of my classes, but basically she'll, she'll, some of my classes, she will be there as like a co-teacher, still online. So like she'll be virtual, I'll be in person. And I, I think it's a really good move because one, I don't want to lose these students. I really enjoy having them in my class. But mostly, like, having a co-teacher is, like, really cool in the sense that, like, it, not that it, like, forces us to communicate any more than we usually would, but it kind of does because, you know, I, I basically feel like sometimes I need to be forced to communicate with my mentors um, where, you know, if, if I'll, I'll only go to them if I have, like, a, a, an issue that I really need to discuss, right? Um, and that's just kind of how it's been. We haven't had organized meetings. And so sometimes we could go like a, a, a kind of like, a, you know, a, a, over a week without kind of having like a mentor meeting. Because um, if nothing comes up that I want to discuss uh, or that I think about discussing with them, even though I probably should, I, I don't always reach out unless I have like a pressing question. Um, 
and you know maybe that's not the best way to do it but this is a crazy year and everyone's got their own you know kind of busy schedule that they're working in so I, I don't mind it's not something that I'm, I'm disappointed in I think I've learned a lot already uh, and I, I'm really happy with the the mentoring I've had so far but it's going to be even better to have a like kind of like a, a it's not quite a co-teacher because again she's not going to be there for all of my classes and I, I, I kind of wish she was but it's not up to me she is a, another course that conflicts with my my classes that she will be taking full control of again as far as I know um, but I think it's going to be a really good move uh, especially again I'm excited to have these students in my class at this point they're kind of used to the way things were and I would hope that they're you know thankful to actually have uh, an in-person teacher for when they are in person but the way it'll work is so like I'll be in person some of the students will be in person some will be online and they'll be for the peers that my now you know I'll call her my co-teacher for the peers that she is here in my class uh, basically the way that I haven't spoken to her yet because she's still you know recovering and stuff getting ready to come back uh, you know getting ready for this transition uh, I've just been told this by the the administration um, so you know maybe she'll have like more you know if we're doing like an activity where students are working independently she'll help the online people uh, I'll help the in-person people and I think it'll just be great especially in the class that I have 22 people with or tw I'm sorry 25 people in because uh, it's just it's tough even if I don't have that even the classes I have like 12 people in, it's tough to go back and forth right because you can't see both at the same time it's tough to interact with both at the same time but really I'm excited because it's just it'll encourage us to bounce ideas off of each other and hopefully it'll just be another body that can help me with things like grading maybe and planning and getting ideas and you know it's just basically I think it's gonna make my life a lot easier uh, I don't think it'll be bad at all I've never had a, like a co-teacher I mean obviously I've had a cooperating teacher and student teaching but I've never had like a co-teacher where there's like more of a 50-50 split uh, where I feel like in student teaching it starts with you being maybe like 10%, 20%, but eventually you work up to be like 80, 90, and eventually 100% where like it's your class and your your teacher, your co-op, you know, is not doing anything because at that point, you know, your institution wants you to be the teacher, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I've never had like a, a real 50-50 split and I, I'm excited to, to see that. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'll be pretty cool. Uh, and now as I'm talking about that, I remembered another thing that I really wanted to bring up. We had a meeting this week. So this is this is about next year, okay? So we're trying to uh, think about what physics courses are the best to offer. Uh, the reason why physics is the first one on like the list to talk about, not it's really just physics, not just the other, not the other sciences, because physics is the, the ninth grade course at my high school that I teach at. And currently they offer like basically four levels. Uh, they offer honors, they offer uh, what I teach, which is like a, a middle ground between honors and standard, then standard, and then they teach uh, like, um, what do they call it? Um, a level below standard for people that are like, need a little bit more, you know, help to get into higher levels of science. Um, but it's interesting because the middle school that these students come from, there's only one level. So all of the students are in one eighth grade level and then they're split into basically four uh, and you know you, you there are a lot of arguments for people who say like oh this is a good thing a bad thing um, in terms of like you know I think a lot of education has been pushing people into removing levels and trying to put people all in like a level playing field uh, and basically that's what my school is trying to do and I think that for the next year they think it's a great year to do that and they're gonna kind of try it with physics for, for the science I think math already does it they've, they've lowered the levels in math but they're gonna try to do it in science for all of the years going forward 
but they're going to start with just physics since basically all the students who are in school are used to a certain thing, so they're just going to start it with this new cohort uh, that will be ninth graders in the next school year. Um, so basically how my job would change is I would still be teaching AP, physics too, that wouldn't change, and I would basically still be teaching a level of physics, but instead of teaching the level I teach now, it'll basically be a college prep, and then it will, will be a combined of the student level that I teach now uh, with students from the standard class. So it'll basically be a, a wider range of students. Um, the other thing they are going to try to do is they're going to try to basically put higher level students uh, into the, directly into the honors class. Because right now my class, I would say like maybe, maybe like between 10 and 20% of my students could probably do well in an honors class, um, but they're in my class. So that maybe that, those students will, I won't teach next year. I'll teach more of the average to below average, slightly below average students. Um, I don't want to say that. I don't, I don't want to say that. I think that's a really mean way to say it because I, I don't really see it that way. Um, when I say that, I mostly am thinking about like math. Uh, and basically what I think I'll have to do is I'll just teach the course with a little bit less emphasis on math because all of the students can get the concepts. No matter what level of physics you're at, the concepts I don't think should change. I think every student should know physics conceptually. I think where you tier physics is how much maths do the students know and like what are they capable of doing. And for me, I think it's tough to gauge that because being this much, this is my first year at the school, I feel like every district, the students come into high school with different math that they learned in middle school and like different levels of proficiency. Where the two student schools I student taught at, the ninth graders had like different levels of math from each other and from the school that I teach now. And even the students I teach now, depends on what middle school they were at, depends on what math class they're in now. Like even students in my class are at different levels of math. Some people are really good at algebra some, and they're in geometry now. And some people are learning algebra and they're not really great at it and they need help. Uh, so it's it's really tough to teach with that like differences. So I'm, I'm hoping that maybe next year uh, I'll just lower, not, I don't wanna say lower the expectations because I'm not lowering, again, my conceptual expectations are staying the same. Every student has to get certain concepts about physics. I think that's just how it's gotta be. But what I'll lower is I think I'll make the algebra a little bit more accessible. I'll be more clear about what things students can and can't do, what things I expect them to do. And I think overall, I'm, I'm excited. I think it'll, it'll be a, a good change. Um, beyond the reasons it'll be a good change for like, you know, um, uh, what, what's, the, what's the, the term I'm looking for? Um, you know, basically trying to serve all students equally, regardless of their socioeconomic background or, or their race and ethnicity. Uh, I think right now that's the real reason why this is happening. I think it's a strictly good move to break up these tiers because I, I agree that the tier that I'm in, I've never heard of it before. Um, and it's, it's interesting that it exists, and I've enjoyed teaching it for sure, but I think I would enjoy teaching any tier of physics. My ideal position, and I think I've said this before, is I want to have an AP class where I'm teaching like top tier students, and I can really go deep into the physics and just super nerd out, uh, and you know, teach at a really high level where I expect high level maths to the, you know, from the students, and high level physics. But I would also like to teach, at the same time, kind of like a lower level physics where it's more relaxed, we have maybe a little more fun, we can spend more time talking about fun things in physics. Uh, you know, ideally I want to teach both of them, right? I want like a, a low stress ninth grade class where I'm teaching like the average student and I want to teach honors students as well. I don't just want to teach one type of student. If I was teaching all honors students, you know, that's cool and all, 
but I would like some variety, right? I want to be able to interact with all kinds of students because I like interacting with all kinds of students. I don't just like interacting with the honor students. I want to interact with the average student too because in some ways, you know, it's, it's interesting because I wasn't an average student. Uh, I was friends with them for sure, you know, but more so when I was in high school, I was more friends with just honor students. Sorry, I keep bumping into my desk. <laughs> um, you know, I was more friends with honor students. So it, I, I like interacting with, you know, just the average student and just learning about what the average kid in 2021 is like uh and maybe that sounds weird to someone who's not a teacher but like part of your job if you're not learning about the people you're teaching like you're going to be bored to death right so like why you know if that sounds weird to you like imagine if you're doing you know even if i was like a cashier in retail or something you know if you're just saying the script and you're not making any effort to connect with people that job would be boring as heck and for some people i'm sure they would think that is boring as heck but you know you got to find some enjoyment somewhere and if you're not interacting with people to me i think it's you know, even as an introvert i want to interact with people and as a teacher you know it's just it's a fun way to do it i like to learn about what students are doing you know uh so i think that's going to be an exciting change for next year but again you know as, as i said i'm focused on the six inches in front of me and if i can get through this year i can get through any year that's that's the way i see it i think next year no matter what they throw at me new schedule new kind of new course you know quote unquote maybe new curriculum altered curriculum whatever you want to say uh different expectations uh it doesn't matter if i can get through this year i can do anything uh, i'm excited i think it'll be a lot of fun i think that's gonna be it for this episode i gotta keep creating and planning and i'm sure uh, that you know that working going away <laughs> but it's good to get this done i recorded this a lot earlier than i typically do because i just thought like let's let's bang it out uh, i'm excited to talk about some stuff i need a break from the monotony that is grading that's gonna be it for this episode thank you so much for tuning in i will see you for next week which will be the first episode of the third marking period officially past the halfway point super super excited to to just keep going and just uh see this year through have a great day and i will see you next time